0: What is going on, everyone? And welcome back. This is week three of our segment of All In Quarantined Edition. We're all coming from to you from our own homes. In the studio today, we got Austin Fabiano. Hi. Jimmy Guancione. How's it going? Our producer who started up our show again. Thank you so much. I can't express how grateful we all are for Jordan Malik really being able to put our segments together. Hello. Oh. And... My kid I started it up with, Cameron Smith. What's cracking? Back at it. Of course, uh, off a
1: one-week hiatus. Come on. You know me. <laughs> I, 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 was, I had the flu. Yeah, had the
0: flu? <laughs> flu game, baby. Flu <laughs> game. Um, now I'm back. I'm ready to drop 40 on him. Easy. Ooh. Ooh. And as usual, we got Cam Johnson here. How are we, everyone? That's his typical line. How are we? Um, Hi, how are you? so Uh, this this week we're gonna be sticking which we've never done before we're gonna be sticking to one segment and as we have the nfl draft in a week we've put together our top 16 mock draft all in addition not only will we break down our top 16 picks we're gonna talk about we've all we uh we're gonna go off what we agree and disagree about the players go into a two to three minute explanation really about why these players are going to be drafted and then we're going to go into our surprise our potential surprises of what we see in the nfl draft and we're going to be showing you what potential trades we think could happen so i don't see a reason to talk anymore why don't we go into it so let's go right into the first pick of the draft with the first pick austin why don't you let us know what's going on
2: all right uh so with the first pick in the 2020 nfl draft the Bengals will take joe exotic burrow (laughs) bang (laughs) Uh, what a surprise know. yeah man he's going from the lsu tigers to the bengal tigers baby that's all i'm saying <laughs> tiger king joe burrow number one pick. that's that's no really no deep ad. no explanation they're, they're, they're needed really they're, 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 let's
0: just keep it going baby joe burrow number <laughs> one pick there's no more need for an explanation joe burrow best quarter best quarterback available best player available. one of the
3: best quarterback seasons of all time in
0: college really no doubt insanely good season yeah, national yeah. champion mm-hmm and let's go to the number two pick, Washington Redskins, Cameron Smith. They're
1: going to take Chase Young at two from Ohio State. It's sixteen and a half and a half sacks last season. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot of people who will question his spot there because uh, he was kind of a no-show in the Clemson-LSU game, which is understandable. But, I mean, LSU is just such a high-powered offense. You know, I don't think, you know, that was probably the best offense that we'll see in the next five, ten years in college football. And having 16 and a half sacks, about 30-something tackles in the seasons, you know, it's pretty, pretty impressive, especially for a guy who's 6'5 and can get around like he does. You know, then you add him to a team with Montez Sweat, where, you know, guys like Ryan Kerrigan. You add him with other good linebackers and edges, and he'll get very good. Uh, I think the reason that they're gonna take Young as opposed to a quarterback, because you know, they're gonna have the option to draft Tua, Love, Herbert, they got options at quarterback. But you know, last year they used their 15th pick. They go and get Dwayne Haskins. And I, you know, I don't think Dwayne Haskins really got a fair shot this year. I think he kind of got thrown to the dogs. It was a transitional year for the Redskins. I don't think he ever got a fair shot. He still has plenty of upside. Uh, And I think adding Chase Young will just, you know, it does nothing but good for your team. It improves the defense. You let Dwayne Haskins continue to get reps, hopefully under Kyle Allen, give him some experience. Uh, And I think Besides that, Chase Young will pretty much be a lock or two.
0: Let's swing it over to the third pick of the draft. The Detroit Lions have the third pick, and Jordan's going to come to us with the third pick.
4: With the third overall pick in the NFL draft, the Detroit Lions are going to take Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, Matt Patricia is uh, probably the biggest pupil of the Belichick uh, coaching tree right now. And one thing about Belichick is that he, while a lot of the league likes to build from the trenches out, he does it the complete opposite. Where if you think of the best cornerbacks that Bill Belichick has ever had, Darrell Rivas, Ty Law, Asante Samuel, Akib Talib, Logan Ryan, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, whereas the best de- the best defensive ends are people he's only had for like a few years, Chandler Jones, Michael Bennett, Vince Wilfork. Uh, and a lot of them, a lot of his best pass rush actually comes from linebackers. So they're getting Jeffrey Okuda, who he's very fast, very strong, and he processes information incredibly fast and predicts routes well. And he plays with an extra gear. Uh, it's something that I keep in the back of my hand a lot from Deshaun Jackson, where he says, you don't run your fastest until the ball is thrown. And uh, Jeffrey Okuda does that very, very well. It allows him to cut off the receivers. And he doesn't attack the receivers nor their hands, but he attacks the window of the ball. He He's putting, he's putting himself where the ball is going to be before he knows it's getting there, you know? And that allows him to come away with all those interceptions. He's just incredibly smart and he's going to be a huge pick for them.
0: Let's go to the fourth pick right now. Jimmy coming to you with the Giants pick.
3: The Giants, I hear a lot of
0: talk about them taking offensive
3: line and I kind of understand that and that's a big possibility. But for me, if you look at every successful Giants team, it's always been based on their defense. You had Michael Strahan, O.C. manure for that 2007 season, Justin Tuck, uh on the 2008 squad or not 2008 um the 2012 squad then you had Lawrence Taylor when they won the uh the first Super Bowl I feel like they really like to base their teams on defense and so with the fourth pick I have them taking Isaiah Simmons he's arguably the second best defensive player out there behind Chase Young he's 6'4 238 pounds he runs a four three nine forty, insanely fast insanely agile Plus, he can play almost every position out there. I mean, he can play corner. He could play safety. He could play linebacker. He could probably even play edge if they needed him to, which they won't. But, you know, he's just that kind of athlete. He is. uh, And the Giants really like taking those super athletic guys. They have Saquon. I think that they stay with that tradition here. Go with
0: Isaiah Simmons and sure up that defense. Does anyone want to hop in here? I'll 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 start really quickly. Brandon, I want to talk about this. This is the
4: one that I probably most agree uh, most most disagree with. I I don't think Isaiah Simmons can have any impact as a pass rusher. Uh, I watched back his tape and he I counted eight sacks, but his stats only gave him seven. So there must have been a tackle for a loss that I gave a discrepancy for. But of his eight sacks that I counted, two of them were one on one against running backs. Four of them he was completely unblocked. Uh, one of them, he was blitzing and picked up by an OT, which was kind of late. That was that's the one like real sack, and then the last one was a, uh, scr- a quarterback scrambling, which he just caught up with him. So I think that if Jeffrey or Isaiah Simmons, if he makes any impact at the next level, it's going to be as a safety where he's tremendous in pass coverage. He's big and strong. He could. Knock the crap out of some wide receivers and some tight ends coming over the middle, but I don't think he has any impact as a pass rusher because there were times where he blitzed and got picked up by a guard and they just swallowed him whole.
0: Jimmy, what did you say that his forty time was? Uh, four three nine. 40. So just that was his best time. Four three nine as a li- as a linebacker. The top two right now projected wide receivers in Jerry Judy and C D Lamb, which we'll get to later. Both are running a 4.45 and a 4.5 in C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy at the 4.45. It's incredible that you have a linebacker running at a quicker pace. I don't yeah. have a problem with the pick. Faster I, than Saquon,
3: actually, yeah. too. I, I, like,
0: I like Simmons a lot, but what I don't like is the fit on the Giants. When you, take, when you have two picks in the top six in the last two years and you take Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, what's now the most important thing for them to be successful? An offensive line. The Giants offensive line sucks. The thing with running backs well, is you only get a certain amount of production out of them. And we talked about this a lot last week, that it feels like there's always a new running back. And a lot of times they have injuries, but the the longevity of a running back's career in their prime could easily be three years, four years. And by the time they're 27 in, their, in the middle of their second contract, they're already past their prime. So – I think the Giants need to execute on the fact that they have Saquon Barkley and give him a line, give their starting quarterback a little bit more time on pass protection. They have the weapons in Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. So I like them going with an offensive lineman here. I think the tackle the strongest position um, in the draft. So I, I personally like them on a tackle. Jimmy, I know you're going to say something.
3: Yeah. Um, my main thing is my <coughs> philosophy is always offenses sell tickets, defenses win games. That's the main thing. Defense is where you win these games. And it, historically, it's where the Giants have had most of their success. All of their main, uh, what's it called, their, their staple victories, all of their Super Bowls, they had the arguably the best defense in the league that year. So um, I agree with you that they need to capitalize on uh, Daniel Jones' uh, or Saquon Barkley more, his prime. Uh, and then they have Daniel Jones on top of that. Uh, they also have some good wide receivers too. I understand where you're coming from. I just feel that the bigger need at this point is defense because their defense has been terrible. But I just – yeah, I just disagree that – you know I think they're going to go defense. I think that they they have um, – they value that pick more. They, I think they, they're going to take Isaiah Simmons here. I, I understand what you're saying, Jordan, also, that he's not going to be as effective in, in uh, pass rushing. But that's the good thing about Isaiah Simmons. He has, he can go so many different ways. He's so versatile. He could go safety, but he also could be one of the fastest linebackers in the league, depending. Yeah. So it really just depends on how they use him in that system.
0: Yeah, I want to transition to this next pick because I think we're going to have a lot of commentary on this. And I'm taking this. This is the Dolphins with the fifth pick. Now, just so everyone understands, we're doing this draft as in the order that is right now. We're going to talk about potential trades later, because I think there's definitely a chance that with this pick and the next pick, we don't see the Dolphins or the Chargers at five or six, Um, potentially both or definitely one of them. Uh, But with the Dolphins, if it comes down to the fifth pick, I actually think that they're going to take Justin Herbert and Jordan and I were speaking about this a little bit earlier before the show went on air, was Dolphins seem about 50-50 on who they like more. And when it's, when it's 50-50, what happens normally? You're going to go with someone that is healthier. So I think for right now, you go with someone that's healthier And Justin Herbert. He's a big guy. He definitely has the arm strength. He has the IQ. Um, he's a smart player from Oregon. I think that he definitely could fit well in that Miami offense. And I just think that he's the safer pick. And sometimes for a team that when you're 50, 50 on players, you just got to go with the guy that's better health. Cause a quarterback lasts 15 years in the league, or they could last five years if they're, if they have health problems. So I see the Miami taking Justin Herbert. I want to kind of want to open that up for anyone that wants to talk about that. i get Cam Johnson and Paul and instead, I think.
5: This is gonna go between Justin Herbert and Tua. Honestly, to your point, the Dolphins will probably take the healthier player because Tua is coming off a hip surgery. And if you're a quarterback, you uh you need your hip to throw the ball, you know, get that mm-hmm. torque going in your lower body. And even the Dolphins team owners, uh, Stephen Ross, he voices concerns about Tua's health, which doesn't bode well for the. The Dolphins taking two at five, it, especially Justin Herbert, who is definitely a viable option at that fifth pick. You know, um, the Dolphins really bolstered their defense this year, um, so they're in the market for a quarterback. They lost Ryan Tannehill, and I don't think Josh Rosen's the answer for the for the Dolphins. Absolutely although not. He's, although he's never really gotten the chance, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's old, of course. Not that Josh or Josh Rosen's really gotten the chance ever, but if the Dolphins want to draft their guy, because they didn't draft Josh Rosen. They, he, he was traded to them. So if the Dolphins want their guy, then Justin Herbert's their guy if they want to draft him. Um, but it, it's, if, we don't see,
0: if we do see the Dolphins pick at number five, it's going to be between Justin Herbert and Tua Tagovailoa. No, no doubt about it. Why don't we swing over to the next pick because I think this is still going to continue on the conversation. And Cam Johnson, why don't you go into who the Chargers are going to take. I think it's obvious now if I'm taking Herbert, yeah. who they're taking, but.
5: Yeah, so if the Dolphins don't take By Loa at number five, then the LA Chargers, who also do not have a formidable quarterback, will be taking, with the number six pick in the 2020 NFL draft, by Loa out of Alabama. So the Chargers are moving on from the Philip Rivers era and their two quarterbacks under contract right now currently are Tyrod Taylor and a man named Easton Stick.
4: Easton Stick, if, baby.
5: If anyone has ever future. heard of Mr. Mr. Stick, those are the two co- uh, quarterbacks who were under contract for the Chargers in 2020. And Anthony Lynn said that Tyrod Taylor would be the week one starting quarterback right now. But we all know that he wants to develop his own guy so I think the, the Chargers will
0: take Tua with the, with the sixth pick. Yep. Let's go into the seventh pick. And that and speaking of the Chargers, we're talking about – uh, sorry, not the Chargers. Wow. Speaking uh, – let's go to the Carolina Panthers, who are going to have to play Tom Brady twice this year. With the seventh pick, Austin, go into it. Uh, for the seventh pick, I have
2: the Chargers taking Derek Brown out of Auburn. Uh, they lost a lot of key pieces in their defense. They lost Luke Kuechly because he's retired. They lost, they cut Eric Reed. So and also in terms of their defense, they also were Lee worst um, for uh, 5.2 yards per carry, and they were 31 rushing scores last year. So they definitely need help on the defensive end, and I think that. Derek Brown will help them out in that aspect.
4: Derek Brown might, this might be my favorite pick of the draft. Derek Brown is so incredibly strong. He's very good with his hand placement. He's able to get inside offensive linemen and just punch him in the sternum and just push him back. And he like, he's, he's a grown man in college football. And I think he's going to be able to really translate well, especially uh, with the Carolina Panthers. They run a four, three. I think he's a perfect four, three D tackle, great push, pull move, move, and he he plays fast, which is something that uh, their coach uh, got uh, Matt Rule, I think his name is, that he he wants to play fast.
0: And we were we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Let's go into the eighth pick. We were talking a little already a little bit about the card uh, the Cardinals before. I mean, they they've made, we've talked about them in previous weeks with adding DeAndre Hopkins and having Kenyon Drake in a very good and you yeah. know having Kyler Murray last year. Let's go into the eighth pick, Cameron Smith.
1: I think with the eighth pick. I think the Cardinals. You know, I think there's a good chance that the Cardinals could maybe trade down. But in the case that they don't, and I think in the case that they don't is if this player in particular sits on the board, Mackay um, Becton from Louisville. I think he. Well, first and foremost, you got to talk about how big he is. He's he's six seven, nearly six eight, three hundred and seventy pounds. He is he's a specimen. He's an absolute freak of a human a being. And uh, you know, he 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 would just play intimidator. But on top of that. Uh, he's ve- he's obviously very strong with that type of size. Uh, and, and also, I think something interesting about M- Mekhi Becton that people have, have noted out is if he does go to the Cardinals, I think it's a perfect fit because he played with Lamar Jackson in college for two years. So he understands how to play with mobile QBs, and I think it would translate well with someone like Kyler Murray.
0: Let's go into the ninth pick, Jackson Jill uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and Jordan, you take us off there.
4: The Jacksonville Jaguars will select Andrew Thomas. Uh, I was actually very upset that Makai Becton got taken right before. Uh, Cause I think Becton uh, has hall of fame potential. If he can get his hand placement down, uh, he likes to play outside a little bit too much, but Andrew Thomas by far the best run blocker in this class. Uh, he's crazy athletic and sorry, I'm pulling up my notes right now. He had a brilliant game against Auburn. That was my favorite game that he played. Uh, And he is the most consistent with his hand placement. He has the strength to let pass rushers get inside of him and still win, which it says a lot. And with his out consistently outside hand placement, it prevents uh, engage the engaged defensive players that he's blocking to make tackles. Like while he has them, so I think he's a very great fit for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They can run the ball a lot, which is something that they like to do when Leonard Fournette is healthy, and it helps Minshew Magic, allow him to keep growing with DJ Shark and those guys.
0: Love the pick. Absolutely love the pick. I think that he's Andrew Thomas can going to be an absolute stud. Uh, let's go into the 10th pick and the Cleveland Browns here. Jimmy, take us off here.
3: With the Cleveland Browns pick, I'm going to keep with the trend of going offensive line. Uh, I'm going to have him taking Jedrick Wills out of uh, Alabama. He can play tackle. He can play guard. He's a little bit undersized, but he makes up with it uh, for it with perfect, um, with perfect technique, great hand placement. Uh, The Browns gave up 41 sacks last year with a young quarterback in Baker Mayfield. They have a lot of talent on that offense uh, considering OBJ stays. Um, I think that offensive line is definitely going to be their focus in this draft or at least in the first round. And I think Jedrick Willis is the best available at that time with that pick. Um, so yeah, I haven't taken Jedrick Willis out of Alabama.
0: The 11th pick, the Jets have the 11th pick. And you guys know I'm a Jets fan and they are, they, these guys were busting me earlier when we were going over mock drafts. They just put, they wrote another bust, which is probably true knowing the Jets, but <laughs> uh. This is a draft that's not only strong in the tackle position, the quarterback position, but also the receiver position. And I think that we're going to see arguably, I think three wide receivers in the top 16 when we're talking about the NFL draft. And I think right anywhere from the 10 to that 15, 16 is where we're going to see Judy, CD lamb and Henry Ruggs all get, all get taken. But I think that the number one, of those three receivers has to be Jerry Judy. And I think he's also the best fit for the Jets. 6'1", good hands, four four five, 5", a little bit quicker than uh, C D Lamb. Great route runner, which the Jets need. And I think someone that's going to be really easy to play play with for Darnold, and it's going to be able to get open. Um, not just someone that's going to be able to sprint down the field as Henry Ruggs is, um, but someone that's going to, a, a decently big target, great hands, great route running. I love CD, uh sorry, Jerry Judy. Or the Jets let's go to the Las Vegas Raiders that's going to be kind of weird to say for a little bit cam Johnson
5: the Las Vegas Raiders also need to bolster their offense um, like we said the wide receiving class is very strong this year so if you're taking Jerry Judy with the 12th pick I think the Los Angeles Rams are going to take CD lamb out of Oklahoma with their pick um he has great hands. A great, he has great body control his run after catch ability is outstanding and he might be the guy that the Raiders need they already have uh Josh Jacobs in the ru- in the backfield as the running back so they're solidified there um they don't really have any outside threats a guy who you could throw the ball to and get a first down if need be so for Derek Carr to sort of revitalize rejuvenate his career, I think giving him someone to throw to is a good, a good pick for the Raiders.
4: CD's my favorite wide receiver. Uh, Cause, and it really is apples and oranges between Jerry and CD. Whereas Jerry, he runs spectacular routes, but, uh, or Jerry runs spectacular routes, but CD makes spectacular catches. So I like I personally I think CD is the better wide receiver because I've never seen Jerry Judy make a, a, a like a really impressive contested catch. Meanwhile, CD Lamb had that filthy catch against UCLA. It was like yeah. some Odell Beckham type stuff, and then he had, a, did it again in the combine. Like he he's just filthy. Throw it in his zip code and he'll find a way to get it.
3: CD is also great after the catch too, running after yes, the catch. Have, yeah. CD Lamb is almost untouchable. Um, I think, but. Either one, either one that you take, Jerry Judy, c d lamb. I feel like both can be immediate impact players on your team. It really 100%. just depends on which one do you have more faith in, which one do you like better, and which one is available when you have the pick?
0: Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Let's go into thirteen. I have a feeling we're going to stand the wide receiver trend here, Austin for the san francisco forty ers
2: Ah, uh, so with a thirteenth pick, the san francisco forty ers will take Henry Ruggs um and my reasoning for this pick is because initially I had CD lamb but since he's going to the Raiders I mean you got to go with the next best available option and the reason why I think they were going receivers because they lost
0: um Samuel Sanders, Sanders, Emmanuel
2: Sanders yep. to, to the to the to the Saints. Saints and they need uh I think Jimmy G would benefit if he got another option alongside Greg Kittle and Debo Samuel so I think that going with Henry Ruggs would definitely Uh, be a great pick for the Niners with a 13th pick.
4: I also have to imagine that last uh, touchdown with Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl has to be burned in Mike Shanahan's uh, memory. Just knowing that, like, Tyreek Hill, he literally just outran everyone, and it was a touchdown. Henry Ruggs can do the same exact thing.
3: Yeah, I I just have some concerns about Henry Rogues, just because, like, you see these great players like uh, Tyreek Hill, these fast players, and sure, speed kills, but you also have players like John Ross who, who constantly get injured. They're a little bit undersized. And if they can catch the ball in, in, uh, in open space and get, you know, a little bit of separation, then they're unstoppable. But it's getting them the ball like that. So I'm not a, 100% sold on Henry Ruggs. I think that Judy and uh, CD are definitely better. Um, but I understand the pick, definitely.
0: Do you see someone like this? Like the way I kind of see CD Ruggs a little bit is a guy like Brandon Cooks. Um, and tell and do any of you guys do that? I, mean, I just think he's, he's super fast is a good route runner. Um, does anyone else, does anyone else agree with me or maybe disagree with me on that? I think Deshaun like, I
4: can... Jackson is a more applicable. That's
0: fair. Yeah. I actually agree. Deshaun Jackson.
4: Cause Brandon cooks, like he was a deep threat, but Henry Ruggs is like a next level deep threat. And that's what Deshaun Jackson was. Deshaun Jackson Lee is, is the NFL record holder for most touchdowns over 60 yards. Ruggs sure. can do the wow. same thing.
0: Is he also the record holder for most throws, like touchdowns that are lost at the one-yard line from throwing the ball back? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um, Quick question is, does Henry, and I want to swing this over to either of the camps here because uh, I haven't gotten involved, does Henry Ruggs kind of belong in the same conversation as C D. Lamb and Jerry Judy, or is he a step below both of them?
5: Uh, I, I personally think he could be. He's definitely the third to them being one and two. He could belong in the same conversation, but he's like we've highlighted. He is he stretches the field. If you need someone to stretch the field, who can get by the safeties, get by the corners, beat coverage. He run he runs routes well, and it, he's good at finding open space deep down the field. So if he can do that consistently in the NFL, that's the thing. His tra- his college game needs to transition to the NFL. And if it can do that, then he can be he can be the best receiver in this class. I don't think he will be, but if he can, if his game transitions well to the NFL,
1: then he can be the best wide receiver in this draft. He's also he, he's definitely the strongest wide receiver in this draft. The six two two hundred pound frame, you know, he's big. And like we said, he's got the yard after catch. So not only does he have the he has a speed advantage with the yards after catch, but he's also He's a big guy. He's a strong receiver. And I think, I think he's a good pick.
0: Um, I think I personally think if they take Henry Ruggs, I think someone that's going to benefit huge is George Kittle from this is you bring Heck a speedy yeah. guy like that. Safety's got to now really pay attention to him allows George play Kittle. Back. What's up. They have to play back a little bit yeah. more.
3: And open up the midfield.
0: No, no yeah. doubt about it. I'll tell you line, most linebackers are not staying with George Kittle unless yeah, maybe Devo
1: Samuel, George Kittle
0: and CD lamb would be an issue. Absolutely, And you and you know how good the, uh, Shanahan is with that running game, being able to mix it up. So I think the 49ers are a serious problem. And I actually think that he'll fit much better than Emmanuel Sanders in that system if they take uh, Henry Ruggs there. On Let- the
2: Niners, I pray that um, Henry Ruggs goes to the Jets. That way it
0: frees <laughs> them up to get senior. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, well, there was reports that the Jets were looking at Henry Ruggs, so I actually wouldn't be shocked if they took him, but nothing would surprise me. if so I wouldn't be surprised if they took we'll him. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, let's go to the 14th pick, and I think this is going to be a pick. I also think that they, that they may not be kept in Tampa Bay. This is going to be a super interesting pick with mm-hmm. them having Tom Brady. 14th pick. Cameron Smith, take us off here.
1: Uh. Yeah, this is a difficult pick because I think it is a pick that more than likely will get moved. But I made this pick with the assumption that it didn't get moved. Now, it would make sense at this point to maybe take an offensive lineman, bolster the O-line for Brady, keep him protected. But at this point in the draft, I don't think that there's an elite enough offensive lineman to take, you know, in the top 15. I think all of them have gone off the board at this point. So I think someone like Javon Kinlaw for the Buccaneers makes the most sense. They do have Ndamukong Su, they have Vita Vea. Vito is 25, Ndamukongsu is 33. So N- Ndamukongsu, as we know, is probably going to take his retirement tour pretty soon. He, he's only got so much time left in the league. And getting a guy like Javon Kinlaw, who behind Derek Brown, is probably the second best pass rusher in the league, who not to mention, uh, for his size, is kind of an unbelievable pass rusher. He's a big, uh, busky dude who can get through the line. You know, he doesn't really sit back. He's not supposed to be, uh, you know, for his size, a lot of people would think he'd be a bit of a, run stuffer but he really is a pass rusher i think that's impressive so i think if, if the bucks do sit there he'd be a good pick
5: who have have we taken uh tristan worse from iowa yet
4: no he is actually uh, the next pick
5: honestly yeah. if the this is the thing the buccaneers need to protect tom brady he cannot move if he doesn't have a clean pocket he's going down so if if they needed to bolster that offensive line, um, Tristan Wears from Iowa would be my pick there personally. Because I, yeah, the but I'd the, argue that
1: the offensive line isn't even—it's not even that bad in Tampa Bay. It's, it's pretty not that decent. good
5: either. I don't think it's that good. It, it especially like Jameis Winston is a, at least can move out of the pocket and create his own play. Tom Brady mm-hmm. can move out of the pocket. Once the pocket collapses on him, he's going down.
1: Yeah, that's, so he that's true. He needs to get
5: the he needs to get the ball out quick, and for for him for Tristan Vers from Iowa, he has freaks athleticism. He's huge. He was mm-hmm. the first um, he was the first lineman to start as a freshman at Iowa uh, under Kirk Ferentz ever, which just those Iowa boys are good, big. Yeah, which just goes to speak how versatile and how good he was coming out of high school
0: mm-hmm.
1: to
5: play. At d1 college and starting the offensive line so if i were the bucks i i'd if he's still on the board I, I would take a good strong look at him to protect tom brady because tom brady is the he is the bucks now
4: and mm. that is why with the 15th pick uh i'm deciding that uh the denver broncos would take tristan wirfs uh just continuing on what you said he's very strong run blocker and he's very good at the second level blocks and uh, out off of the offensive line, Jedrick Wills is a little bit better, but Tristan Wirfs—he's great in the screen game. He's his footwork, I think, is I think is the best. He's very controlled with his feet. He takes very small, controlled kicks, uh, kickouts, and I—he's I, really smart. He picks up blitzes and stunts really, really quickly. And uh, I would like him to be a little bit more uh, consistent with his hand placement. Uh, his physical gifts are allowed to like skirt by uh, in college, but. Uh, as long as he's able to get that down. And I think they should leave him at right tackle just because of that. I think switching from right to left is actually a really big change. So I wouldn't want to overcomplicate his uh, reteaching him his technique. But Tristan Wirfs is going to be a stud, especially Denver needs it after swinging and missing on Garrett Bowles a few years ago.
0: That's definitely true. Let's swing over to the last pick that we're going to round up our top 16. That is the Atlanta Falcons, who I think for all of us feel that have been such a disappointment over the last few years. And, yeah, why don't we take that away? Uh, Jimmy, finish this out.
3: All right, so I have um, the Falcons taking Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. Uh, we've seen great uh, safety prospects come out of Alabama these past couple of years, especially uh, Austin can attribute to this. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick great safety prospect Xavier McKinney I see him as like almost the poor man's uh, Isaiah Simmons he has he, he can play multiple positions he, he's at safety right now but he can definitely play corner uh, it's not the fastest he definitely does not have the the same athleticism as Isaiah Simmons but he has good pass coverage um, the opponent's passer rating this past year uh, against him was 73.6 which isn't that great he had five and a half tackles for loss, 95 tackles uh, total. And he also had three interceptions. Um, there's definitely things that he needs to work on. Um, like I, I know a lot of people were saying that he probably should have had at least three more interceptions that he just misplayed. Um, but I think with work, he could definitely be a, uh, an X factor in this uh, on their defense. And uh, yeah, I, I think they go defense here and try and sure up. They have a decent linebacker core already. Um, and I think Xavier McKinney is the best available here.
0: Cool. So that's going to round our top 16. We're not finished though. We are going to go right into now our personal surprises and then our trades that we see happening. We talked a little bit about trades, but trades that we see happening, not just in the top 16, which mine won't be, but uh, throughout the entire draft. So why don't we go right into trades? Cam Johnson, why don't you start us off for a trade? I'm sorry, for a surprise that you see happening in the draft.
5: Um. This is going to be personal for me. Uh, You know, being the New England Patriots fan that I am, devoted 20 years, Tom Brady, hated to see him go. However, I I personally want Trevor Lawrence next year for the Patriots, although I don't see the Patriots giving it all the uh, full tank next year. So drafting Trevor Lawrence in the 2021 NFL draft looks unlikely. So if the Patriots want to look at this year's quarterback class, I would want if Jordan Love doesn't go if he starts slipping from the top 10 and he's not picked, I would want the Patriots to trade up to potentially the 11th, 12th, 13th pick. If Jordan Love is still available on the board and draft him, he has a lot of work to do. He didn't go to a big college. He didn't face you know the best defenses that college football had to offer. But he has a very high upside. I was I was seeing yesterday that he was being compared to the likes of Patrick Mahomes for his freakish athleticism, his arm strength, his accuracy. So he, in my opinion, has one of the highest ceilings of any quarterback in the draft. So if the if the Patriots are looking for a fix at the quarterback position, they don't see Jared Stidham uh, being the guy, and Brian Hoyer is not the guy. Obviously, he's an old man now. Um, if the patriots want to draft a quarterback for the future i would want them to take jordan love if he starts slipping from the top 10
0: yeah i i i'm going to i'm going to continue on because mine actually also has to do with jordan love but it doesn't have to do with the patriots it has to do with the bucks and i think that jordan love getting taken with the 14th pick by the bucks would be a great play as well for them setting up for the future. Now, I understand you wanna build around Brady for now, but when you pick a draft, you're not just picking for two years, you're picking for 10 years. And who better to learn under than Tom Brady? Tom Brady's gonna be there for one year, two years at the most. So why not allow someone like, I feel like this is a slightly Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre situation, but with less time sitting on the bench. Let let's uh, Jordan Love learn under Tom Brady for a year, maybe two years at max. And then he's your starting quarterback and Tom Brady's retired. Okay. Jordan, why don't we go to you? Jordan, do you have any thoughts on either of those two?
4: Uh, I'm still taken aback by that uh, Jordan Love going to the Bucks. I just think that, like, you're all in in Tom Brady. Like, you maybe get someone in the third or third
0: through fifth round, but not.
4: Whew! Like Jalen Hurts.
0: Do you, do you yeah, think yeah Jalen Hurts would the...
4: be a lot more appropriate.
0: Do you think yeah. that looks bad on the Bucks for taking someone for the future? Yes. <laughs> it looks okay. so bad.
4: Tom Brady right now, was selling Tom Brady was selling himself to the Bucks, not the other way around. So Fair. But Fair. anyway, my biggest surprise actually is that Isaiah Simmons is going to slide out of the top 10. And that's just in large part because of what I was saying earlier. He's he's not going to be effective rushing the pass, but he's going to be a great safety. But safeties just aren't really valued like that. So I think he's going to slide a little bit. There is a chance that the Carolina Panthers could pick him up because, you know, Showtime, Matt Rule. But I, I think he slides. A lot like Jabril Peppers. Uh, the, the the hype around Isaiah Simmons is very nostalgic towards Jabril Peppers for me.
0: Let's go to, to Cam Smith next on this one. I
1: talked about it a little bit when I was doing the mock, but I don't don't think it's going to be a massive surprise, but I do think something that's going to happen come draft day, maybe before, is that I do think the Cardinals are going to end up trading down. Now, who trades up? Uh, Primarily, I think it could be a team like the Falcons, maybe looking to bolster up the offensive line or jump into a wide receiver position or a quarterback. We don't know, but if that does happen, I could probably see uh, the Cardinals maybe taking a cornerback, maybe someone like C.J. Henderson out of florida i think it would make a lot of sense for them
0: jimmy why don't we go into yours and i know that you really wanted to talk a lot about tua before you had a chance to see so why don't you go and do it now
3: yeah so my biggest surprise is i think that it's going to be the dolphins but it could be a different team if the dolphins aren't willing to commit i think that a, tr- a team trades up to number two and takes tua with the second overall pick in the draft um the i i Personally, believe that Washington put out that they were thinking about taking Tua just to try and like. Again, it's like a forty nine ers situation with um w- with Trubisky. They were making people trade up to try and take Trubisky from them. Um, I think that if it wasn't for the injury, Tua, Tua would be arguably the best quarterback in this draft, if not slightly behind Joe Burrow, because Joe Burrow had just an insanely good season. Um, again, oh we had. Uh, Justin Herbert going before Tua I can't imagine that happens I feel Tua is going to be the second quarterback off the board no matter what Um, he, he just has <laughs> sorry my dog came in um, he, he has everything that you want in a quarterback except for the injury problem and uh, Nick Saban just uh, gave a quote he was saying how Tua gets hurt because he tries to ex- uh, expand the play too much he tries to make something out of absolutely nothing and maybe if he tries to lower that down a little bit uh he tries to stay a little bit safer i think he's an easy second overall pick he, he could the The quarterback is the most uh, valuable position in football today i think that uh one team if my personal pick is the the dolphins i think they move up and take him at number two
0: hey, well let me swing this over to austin for your biggest surprise yeah it's going to sort of piggyback on
2: what jimmy was saying that if that were to happen, that Chase Young falls to third to the Detroit Lions, Um, I think that if Chase Young is available at third, I think that Matt Patricia would most likely go with a guy like Chase Young over uh, Okuda. Um, And that's because I do think that if uh, Tua didn't get hurt, I think he also would have been probably the best quarterback coming out of the draft, better than Joe Burrow, in my opinion. Um, Despite the incredible season that Joe Burrow had, I do think that Tua was more talented than Joe Burrow uh so i think if the dolphins are willing to say hey two was our guy or and they want to go get him and they want to get the second pick i think a surprise would be that the redskins pull off that trade and that uh chase
0: young falls third to detroit gotcha um yeah i could see i i could definitely see that i mean chase young's a stud but i think some people are going to look at as jordan said his lsu game uh, in a big time game and notice some of the flaws there so why don't we go into our trades that we're going to have. And this is going to round out our segment for Dan Jordan. Why don't you start us off here? Cause I know you've been brewing a trade and you've been hearing a lot of stuff about the Eagles Jaguars trade.
4: Yeah. So the Eagles are, they're heavily trying to trade up, uh, allegedly for CD lamb. Uh, and in order to get up, to get him, there's a few teams that really they could trade with. I don't think they're trading with the Cleveland Browns. I don't think they're going down, but the two that strike me out the most are the Carolina Panthers and the Jaguars. But the Jaguars, they've, they've been talking for so long about Yannick Ngakwe that I think that they're already, like, talking about this. So I think what the trade's going to be, the Jaguars get this year's number 21, next year's, uh, year's first-round pick, a third-round pick, a uh, third-round pick this year, a fourth-round next year, and Rasul Douglas, who they, that the Jaguars have been inquiring about him. And then the Eagles get just number nine and Yannick Ngakwe. And I think that would be a huge, you're paying a lot. But Yannick Ngakwe is really young and you're getting CD lamb. You're paying a lot, but I think that's also really realistic because Yannick is, he's heart set on coming to Philly. I think he's going to uh, Anthony Davis his way here, but we'll, we'll see.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, One of the things I know, Jordan, that you said is that you've been really disappointed with the wide receiving core that the Eagles have. And I know that, obviously, they have Ertz. And who's their other tight end? They they have another— Dallas
4: um, Goddard, who's a stud.
0: Yeah, he's been really good. And we've seen a lot at that time, that two-tight end system really working for them. But they don't really have that receiver right now. And I think with such a stacked receiver class in the top 15, that this is definitely a move that the Eagles— can make especially with them not being that far down on the list yeah
4: um, so uh for the Steelers to get Devin Bush that was they jumped from 20 to 10 which is a, pretty similar it's 21 to 9 this time they gave up that year's first or that like first round pick to jump up obviously then a second and a third and then that was it yep. so I, I don't think that's a lot to that's I don't think that's that steep of a price for C D Lamb
0: yeah, I I agree, and I think that it's something that the Eagles really need to push them over the hump, especially when you're trying to still build around a young quarterback who's shown a lot of promise. He's very good in Carson Wentz. Why don't we go to Jimmy for his potential trade that he sees happening?
3: Well, I went. Uh, I, I this was kind of my sleeper. I had the Dolphins trading up for the line, or not for the for the Washington pick. Uh, the Dolphins have the number fifth pick, and uh, I'm sorry, what what uh, they have another pick in the first round, right?
4: Yes, they have number eighteen and then also twenty-six.
0: Twenty-six, yeah. yep. 20.
3: So I can see them trading uh like their first and their twenty-sixth pick, um, or their first and their second pick this year, uh, to trade up what uh three spots and go and get to the numbers two pick for Washington and there they would take two of. So that would be my trade.
0: I like it. Austin while we go to you for your potential trade here.
2: Um, my potential trade is that the Steelers trade back into the first round. Um I think that they will trade with Seattle for the twenty seventh pick. I know that's a very random idea but i do think that if the steelers want to get a guy to help bolster their uh their defense i think that uh going into the first round wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for pittsburgh since they did trade their initial first round pick for makeup fitzpatrick um that's just what i would like to see i am a steelers fan so it's part partially biased but i do think that it is possible that they could get back into the first round nothing major but it's what i like to see
4: yeah. Yeah, that would be great for either a D-end or for Jordan Love if he's still on the board to be the to heir to Big Ben.
0: We'll love to see it, Cam Johnson, why don't we go to you for your pick?
2: I actually
5: have a wild trade scenario for everyone. Mm-hmm. So God. I was thinking there's been some sort of turmoil and tension between the Cowboys and Zach Prescott. They didn't give him his $30 million that he wanted he threw that party that broke the codes and <laughs> violated social distancing and gatherings and congregating and whatever and whatnot. So I and honestly, in my opinion, Dak Prescott isn't even the best quarterback in the NFC East. Everyone, people think think he is, especially after last year when, you know, the Eagles had injuries everywhere on the field. Um. So here is my wild pick. So I think the Dolphins are going to t- trade for Dak Prescott. So the Dolphins are going to get Dak Prescott, the wow. 17th pick in the draft, and then the Cowboys are going to get the first or the fifth first round fifth pick and the in third round, which is I think the 82nd pick in the draft. So the Dolphins are going to get Dak Prescott, their quarterback of the future, and that opens the door for the Cowboys to potentially draft Tua or Justin Herbert with the fifth pick in the draft. I know that's a little outlandish and probably won't happen, but it's something we'd all love to see happen. (laughs) I
4: did not see this coming. (laughs) (laughs) I really did not see this coming. Wow. Did I? Um, That would
2: be very, very interesting. It's not a bad idea.
4: It's really not.
0: Like, George just George just likes the idea of not having to see Dak twice a year.
4: No, I'd love to see Dak, Dak twice a year. Dak Are you kidding me? awful. <laughs> I would love awful. to
5: see Dak twice a year. I don't it's think he's awesome. that exactly. If Dak didn't have Zeke in an offensive line, he'd be uh, poo-poo.
2: I mean, the one thing we can say about Jerry Jones is he loves to go box office. And if Tua, if he feels that Tua can be healthy again and still still has it. Like he'll go box office and take two it,
4: and not to mention <laughs> the that video of the Cowboys meeting with Jalen Jalen Hurts leaked, and that was that's a yeah. intentional leak. Jerry Jones was in that video, so yeah,
5: it, it's it's that that potential trade honestly benefits both teams though. It, it's not necessarily that they're going to draft Jalen Hurts, but it's maybe the prospect that they're looking at a quarterback. Yeah, so that that honestly works out for both teams. You know, the Dolphins get their quarterback. And the Cowboys get a top five pick with Tua and Justin Herbert probably still being on the board at number five.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's, I'm still mind blown by you saying that. It's crazy. I'd be an insane trade. Let's go, Cam Smith, and I'll round it. I'll round this out at the end.
1: I mean, um, I can't really top the the crazy Dak Prescott scenario, but I think one that's that's pretty realistic is I think maybe the Dolphins and Lions could swap the three and the five. I think the Giants are locked to get in Simmons, so I think Okuda would slip to five in that case. So I could see the Dolphins trading up to get the lock for Tua.
0: I def- definitely see that as well. So I'm going to round this out. I got a lot of crap from Jordan for looking at the Tampa Bay for the future, so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay for the present. And where the I think Tampa is going to move – back into the first round have two first round picks and they're going to take deandre swift out of georgia they need a running back if you look at the way brady's played over the last few years he's learned he's leaned more and more on his running backs sony michelle had a career year his rookie year and uh i feel like it's I, i at least i felt like it was the most i've ever seen a patriots offense run the ball um and they've had a multiple running back system but Ronald Barber in that's that's there right? Ronald Barber in um, Tampa. He doesn't cut it. I think so. And DeAndre, DeAndre yeah. Swift averaged six point two yards per carry in Georgia last year for over twelve hundred yards. Six point two yards per carry. That is an unbelievable stat. So I could definitely see Tampa trading their second round pick and maybe their fourth round pick. I don't know if that's fair. Maybe for maybe a third round pick. And going with the team, maybe like the Saints or the Vikings, which I feel like are decently strong in almost every position, like decently strong everywhere, that may need more of the depth than that one person. So I could see Tampa Bay trading back in the first round, getting that running back for Tom Brady. We talked you are talking about present and potentially future, get a guy like DeAndre Swift, help fill the hole of running back um, in that offense for Tampa Bay. So I
3: definitely think that Deandre Swift is the best running back in this draft. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. uh, There's just just not a lot of running backs talked about in this draft class. Also, um, I might fight y'all about Clyde
4: Edwards, uh, Hilaire in in this conversation, but that'll be for a later time.
3: (laughs) No. Um, but with, when you're able to get the number one, uh, running back prospect in the draft so late, Uh, Especially in the uh, since like in the past, we've had Saquon go in uh, number two. We've had a lot of running backs go in the top ten. I definitely think that that's a possibility. And on top of that, he also has great hands, so we can catch outside um, from out of the backfield, which is great for Brady, who likes to you know take a couple seconds in the pocket and then dump it off if he doesn't have anything. Especially look, with the offensive line, also it gives them a, little, a couple more options. I think that would be a great pickup for
0: them. Look at look at the way that they use James White. I mean, Cam Cam Johnson can talk about this all day. Cam, how in, uh, big has James White been for the Patriots over the last few years?
5: He he's honestly been great. You know, he's a great route runner. He has great hands. Um, he can make people miss in the open field. Uh, he scored what was it? Three touchdowns in fifty one.
4: Can y'all hear me? Okay. Talking. All right, we're rolling. I'm
0: just gonna wrap it, I think. Just gonna wrap it.
4: Yeah, that's for the best.
0: Yeah. So this is gonna be the end of our show. We're about at that hour mark. It has been our pleasure. We love doing this every single week. Fridays at 12 to 1 again big shout out to our producer Jordan who's able to put this uh, So everyone at so people could listen, you know, if you're watching this, let us know what you think like comment share Let us know what topics you want. This is something that we love doing every single week So we will be back next week. We're gonna be talking. We're gonna be doing steals We're gonna be looking at the grades for each team which players were picked too high which players fell um, Fell and we think that teams got a steal so, we're going to be doing that next week and more as we hope sports gets back soon. And we just have a blast doing this. And we thank you guys so much for listening. So, for myself, Austin, Jimmy, Jordan, Cam Johnson, Cam Smith, this has been All In, and we will see you guys next week. See ya. See ya. See ya.